0: in your body you might not be feeling well but there is a healing in this place for you you might be going through all the toughest times in your life but there is a God in this place there is a God who translates your pain into life there is a God who paid a price for you my brother my sister there is a God in this place who made a move and said, for you I will And guess what? He didn't decide to do that on the fall of man. He decided to do that before creation. He laid his life before creation. And he said, I've got an appointment for you. I have thought of you and I wanted you. I've got a purpose for your life. I've called you. And that God is here today for an appointment with you. I come against the spirit of death and I release life in this place because God Almighty himself, he wants to touch your life. Sometimes we go through these situations where we don't know how to navigate and how to perpetuate, but there is a God in this place all by himself. There is a God who has got an appointment for you. There is a God who has made it possible for you to be where you are. The sickness you have is not meant to kill you. The sickness you're going through is not meant to last. And I have got a word for you where I say, God is your healer. God is your healer and is here to heal you. Hallelujah. Can somebody raise their hands and say, Lord, you are my healer. Begin to declare that God, you are my healer. There is no infirmity that will touch my body, but by your stripes I was healed. By your stripes I was healed. Begin to declare it upon your life. Begin to declare it upon every fiber of your being. Let the vibration of your body begin to sound like the one who is calling you says healed. He's not saying one who's going through something, but he's seeing a healed person because healing was made possible. We'll just finish communion. Don't walk away from communion. But continue in communion. Most of the times we take communion from a point of ritual where we just take it. And we say, yes, by his stripes we are healed. But you walk away and you still stand and say, Lord, as I've taken communion, I partner with you. Your communion reminds me and says my body is now united with you. Healing is my potion. Healing is my potion. Healing is what God paid the price for. By his stripes. By his stripes, you were healed. Prospect Kenza, I come against you right now in the name of Jesus. I release life in all areas. Lung cancer, I come against you. My brother, my sister, we are called to speak life. It's interesting that Pastor Victor was saying, we don't know how to express love. And my message is really centered around the position we have in Christ. And how do we navigate it so that we can get all the forces that God has, has, has put in front of us? How do we get access to this healing we're talking about? How do we get access to this God we're talking about? How do I involve this God in my daily dealings? I am trying to buy a house. My money is not coming enough. I am trying to go to, uh, to get a job in this area and it's not coming up. And the question that I, po- I pose to you today is, Have you connected with this God? Have you connected with this God for your circumstances? Have you called upon the name of the Lord in that situation? Is the name of the Lord your strong tower to which you run to? My message is entitled Living in the Shekinah. But the essence of it is the keys that you have freely given by God for you to access his presence, to access his privileges, to access his glory, to access his works, to access everything that God has done for you. Number one key is the key of worship. Someone said the, the key of worship. Come on, the key, worship. the key of worship. What is it that we mean when we say worship? Worship is where we come with our hearts. And we connect to God and we reach out into the depth of who God is. We reach out into the divine. Our expectations are so much entangled into who God is. Our emotions are all wired and crossed in to say, God, I want to know you. God, I want to be with you. God, I want to understand you. God, I want to save you. And it comes back to one fundamental thing, which is the fundamental thing of the will and intentionality. When your will is not been developed enough for you to stay in his presence, your worship life cannot grow. your will has not been centered in the true resurrection of Christ himself, you will not grow my brother, my sister. You won't be able to access all these things God has for you. But when you center your life and you say, Lord, you are my strength. Lord, you are my pillar. And you continually do something that is that is now being spoken of as an undermining uh, uh, process, which, is, which we call decrees and declarations. When you declare what God has done for you, when you decree on your life and you say, Lord, you are my God. Your worship, your ability to connect with God moves from an ordinary level to an extraordinary level just because God himself has access to your life. Words are one of the fundamental principles that we need to use differently. This generation, if you notice, of most of the activities that are centered around the youth now, we've got a lot of gaming, we've got a lot of different activities, but one of the fundamental things you find about all these activities, they're all built on one principle, words. I was just doing some research today, and this is just a rabbit trail, and there's this thing which they call the golem, I think it's in Pokemon as well. It's a word, but guess what? It's not just a word. Do you know that? I'll tell you what it is so that you understand. Golem is a concept that is actually not from a Jewish tradition, where people build their clay and they do certain combinations and they bring something to life which is not human. And that's what actually is called a golem. But guess what? It's words. The same words that you can use to praise God are the same words you can use to bring something that is not godly. That's why the Bible says the power of life and death lies in the tongue. When we understand the value of the tongue, when we understand the value of our words, when it comes to business, even calling on clients, it's the words you speak on your business. It's the words you speak on your healing. Is the words you proclaim on your life. I'm still talking about worship, but somehow my heart has just been tunneled to go this direction. When we learn to stay, to sit under the word of God and begin to speak the word of God for our situation, things change. I like what Pastor Victor says. We return the words to him. Why is it important that we return the words to him? We return the words because the words is our key. What do you tell yourself when you leave this place? What do you tell yourself when you're going through a rough patch in your life? What do you tell yourself when you get those doctor's results? What do you tell yourself? What do you surround yourself with? Do you surround yourself with news? Do you surround yourself with the word of God? Do you surround yourself with the promises of the King? When you call His name from the depths of your heart, you have connected with God from a deeper level where you've said, "Lord, You are my God. You are my strength. In You I trust. In You I've got my being." Um, I'm just going to summarize a few points on this topic. So, one of the first things that you find is Genesis chapter two, verse fifteen. You can read it. It's I've, I've, I've touched on this message before, but the word. God uses there is very interesting. Um, the word God uses there, God took the man and placed him in the garden of Eden to work and watch over it. What you find about the word work there, the word work can be translated into different name, different things. It's, um, the word is called took is laquak, work is worshipper. Keep is to protect And watchmen. One of the things God decided when he created man was to give you a place where you sit down and you worship. Your place of work is not a place of weakness. It's a place and an opportunity for you to worship God. You worship God through your talents. The last video showed that you can serve in the house of the Lord with your talents. The idea of it is you use whatever you have, the energy and the sword. You sweat it in. You put the fire, you put the life into it. It becomes your point of worship. You touch something, and the glory of the Lord has to linger in it. How many of of us know that one of the most powerful creatures in the universe is a human being? Do you know why? That's one of the things that God created and it's got a fingerprint of God in it. Yeah, come on. When God created man, he took man out of the dust. His fingers are imprinted in man. He created you to work, which is to worship. But when work becomes the opposite, it's because of perception. It's because of the words that you're allowing to hang around you. Some of you, you walk into an office and words are spoken against you. And when words are being spoken against you, what affects you is you agree with them. You don't take a position where you deal with words. Because you don't release words. When life gets hard, what can I do? Yes, there's something you can do. Words. That's what a worshiper does. They dress their life. They dress their surroundings. They begin to build the very presence of God. They begin to nature the very presence of God. You begin to declare that I am a child of God. I am a daughter. I am a son of God. I am the representation of my father. I was created in the very image of my God. When I walk into a place, I exude his glory because the God I serve is in me. When I task myself to do something, his glory, his goodness rise from the depths of my heart because I am God of God. Hallelujah. This is the God we serve. As I said, I'm paraphrasing. I'm just going to go through the notes as quick as I can. God's, divi- God's divine design for man is fellowship. Fellowship, one man says this, there were four fellows in a ship. And when there were four of them in a ship, they had nothing to do but to talk. They decided to fellowship because there were just four fellows in a ship. So imagine your own life and realize that whenever you're not talking to God, maybe you're out of the ship. Because if you're in the ship, you just have to talk, right? You're lost somewhere in the world, but when you go back and start talking to this God, The word God is actually limiting. I'm tempted to use one of those words where they say Yahweh. Do you know why it's unique? Sometimes say Yahweh. It's not just because it's Hebrew, but it's a unique word that says God. But God can mean different things in different languages, right? But there are specific words that define God in a specific context. That's why when we say we call upon the name of Elohim Zabawot, Elohim Zabawot, the one God who is mighty, the Lord our healer. There is no other God that is called by that that name. I am putting these words in context to your mind for a reason. I want to awaken something in you. I want to bring something alive in you so that the word of God just, just doesn't pass through your head. It needs to register something. It needs to something, it needs to bring life because that's what the Word of God does. The Word of God quickens your mortal body. But it depends on how you receive it. If you receive it like just an ordinary conversation, it doesn't do that. But when you stand in and you say, Lord, your Word is life. Your Word is joy. Your Word is food. Your Word is the lamp to my feet. Your word, your word, your word is the hope I stand on. Then the translation becomes different. The meaning of the word becomes different. The results of the word becomes different because it is alive. The word of God is sharper than any two edged sword. Right, right to the dividing of the spirit and the soul actually. Why is it important that the word becomes the center? of our walk in worship. Because we know that when we bring him his word, when we bring him who he is, when we raise our hearts to that, he begins to reveal himself. As he reveals himself, then we begin to have words that can explain. Sometimes we want to explain God with words, we can never get to that level. But when you've got an encounter with God, Especially in times of worship. You get this revelation that just inch in your heart and just opens up a new dimension and you say, oh Lord, I see you like that. And when you see him like that, it begins to build, it begins to develop around you. I'm still talking about worship. God's divine design for man is fellowship in his presence. So I'm not going to dwell much on worship because I've, I've covered this before. I'm going to jump into how to worship just in summary. Number one, we worship with our minds. How do you engage your mind in worship? I promise you everything sometimes starts in the flesh and it ends in the spirit. When you get into a time of worship, engage God from your mind. Begin to think about God as you sing. Begin to think about God as you pray. Begin to speak about God as you deal with him. Because if you don't, you're just going to end up somewhere here where it's just a mental asana, and you're not going to get the revelation that was in for you. And the secret about worship is, worship unlocks the miracle that you're looking for. When you and me worship in our circumstances, The miracle that we are looking for, the substance. The Bible says faith is the substance of the things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, right? But the actual substantiation is created with the heart of worship. That's what allows and unlocks that substance that materializes in different areas of our lives. When God is about to do a miracle in your life, He uses something. When we worship, we create that platform. Faith comes by hearing. And hear him by the word of God. But what exactly is the word of God? The word of God is Christ, is it not? But when you worship him, when you worship this Christ, when you worship the Father, things begin to shift. Doors begin to open. Hallelujah. Second, ratio or rational thinking. We worship through our rational thinking. We worship through our our hearts. The inner heart of you needs to be in a state of worship, resting in the very being of God. Third, we worship God with our emotions. We engage God from our emotions. That's why it's important to make some movements when we're worshiping. It's not something that we just say, let's make some movement for the fun of it. Hey, I, 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 I've got, uh, I, I've seen uh, some people dancing and doing different things. And trust me, some of them can't dance but guess what God loves it yeah. when you make some movement you are rearranging things within yourself you are making space for God but if you're so content with your stuff that I am good I'm okay I'm just here so that I can go back home guess what you go back as you are yeah. but when you say that Lord I break myself I move every entity upon my life I move things around me. You allow God to manifest himself in different ways. You allow God to speak into your circumstances. You allow God to be God in your circumstances, in your situation by worshipping. Physical strength is another, which is with your strength, you worship him. You worship him in spirit and the Holy Spirit. That's why praying in tongues is important. Because there are things that you can't move unless you get into a certain level. There are things that you don't know of, you don't have words for. And how you can only express it is when God downloads something in your heart, something in your life, then you're able to move on that platform. I've covered the summary on worship. The next section is the key of praise. Someone say praise. Praise Praise is one of the most important things that we can do before God. Praise is is fundamentally uh, a process and a technology, I would put it that way. What do I mean by that? Praise can be emotional, can be physical. The word praise that is used now in the modern Hebrew is also called aliyah, which means going up, lifting up. That's what praise talks about. When you get in the presence of God and you begin to praise the Lord, you begin to lift your hands up unto the Lord, you begin to lift your heart unto the Lord, certain things begin to be downloaded. Praise talks about doxology. I like to use these words because they they ignite something in you. Doxology talks about a process of praising God when you come before god in worship just to praise him just to acknowledge who he is before you do anything if you hear some of the prayers that you find in the old churches uh, uh orthodox churches you find that they would start a prayer with a doxology why was that important and why is that important it's because you begin to open up certain things about god before you present what you want to get before god a doxology talks about the praise and acknowledgement of who God is. Doxology talks about you coming in and saying, Lord, you were God, all by yourself. Another word that is used there is eulogia. Ephesians 1 verse 3, blessed be God, the word is eulogia. Eulogia comes from, uh, uh, the eulogia drives other words which we call eulogy. Eulogy is what you say when someone died, right? this is their eulogy, this is who they were, this is their process, this is what happened to them, this is their history. But God requires us to come before him and declare who he is. This is the Lord God Almighty, one who chersed a thousand on my behalf, one who opened the gate for me in time of distress, my healer, my supporter, my strength, my being, the God Lord Almighty, wonderful and majestic God, Blessed be his holy name for his holy and his mercies endure forever. He is God all by himself, nothing missing, nothing broken. In him I will trust, in him I have joy. In him I am and I find my being. In him I have got my being and I move and I make stuff. Because he is God all by himself. What have I just done? Clever words you're putting together, but you are taking time to realize the God yourself. The moment you do that, it unlocks things in God that are hidden, my brother, my sister. The moment you do that, the substance that makes things work. The stuff that was difficult, even praying, begins to flow. Because you're coming from a point of a circumstance where you can't understand, you can't have the right words to describe and to intervene in a situation. Be each a loved one who is not feeling well. When you stand up and you say, Lord, I come before you as my God, Lord, of Majesty. I come before you, God, the healer. I come before you, God of truth. I come before you, God, the faithful one. Thank you. And then you say, Lord, I pray for healing. You have created the substance. You have unlocked something in the spirit that allows you to receive that demand you've put upon the heart of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Next is praise is possible when we stand in the name. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. Jesus says when you praise, pray this way. Our Father, hallowed be thy name. Right? The reason why he says, Our Father, hallowed be thy name. It's a point of doxology. It's a point of praise before he demands what he wants. Before he says, Lord, give us this daily bread. The first process he did was to recognize that he is God. So when we pray, we start by praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, come on. Um, I think I'm preaching good than your amen, church. Come on. Amen. Isn't God good in this place? Don't worry, we are, we are about to finish. <laughs> Just um, five more slides. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> Another scripture you can look at is um, Psalms chapter 96. Verse 1 it says, Sing a new song before the Lord. It's The honor is between me and you to make that choice. The honor is between me and you, my brother, my sister. To make that step and realize that he is God. And realize that he is your healer. When you call upon his name, in understanding, it's different. When you call upon his name, in different seasons and different circumstances, he will show up. But you have to call him according to his word, according to his process. My brother, my sister, you've, you've been going through a tough time in this place and your heart felt like giving up. I've got news for you. God is still God. There's one song that says he's still seated on the throne. I've got better vision as well. Is seated in the, on the throne in you. Because you are the temple. When we're seeing that, that when we're seeing that this robe fills the temple, the temple is in you, and you contain the throne of God. That's another subject. But that's what God is saying, and that's what God has opened up for you. With every head bowed and every eye closed, with every Christian praying. You might be here, my brother, my sister. You don't know where you would go if you were to die today. You don't know what life would turn to be if this was your last day on earth. And you want to have that privilege and that opportunity to start this relationship with, the, with, with God in this place. If you are here, my brother, my sister, with every head bowed and every eye closed, Just lift your hand so that I can pray with you. So that we can pray with you, we can lead you to the Lord. If you are in this place, you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. This is an opportunity for you to set your heart. If you have not taken that step to say, Lord, come into my heart, come into my life. Be the Lord of my heart. Be the King of kings. I invite you just to lift your hand. Is there anyone like that in this place? Every Christian praying. Every Christian praying. This is an important moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You might not be feeling well in your body. Just lift up your hand where you are if you're not feeling well in your body. Yeah, I see those hands. I see those hands. I see those hands. What we're going to do today is the people around you. Everyone, just just open up your eyes. The people around you, I want you to notice the hands that are up. If you're not well, just lift up your hands. Just lift up your hands. Yep. The people around you, we're going to do something different. We have created the stuff and we want healing to take place, right? So we're going to make another step. The people around you, can you find someone with their hand up and begin to pray? And begin to pray for them. Begin to pray. Begin to speak healing. Begin to speak wellness. Begin to speak healing. Look look for that hand which is up. Yeah, pray for them.